All right. All right, guys. Good morning on this Friday morning. I'm your host, Jonathan West, bringing you another episode of Being Husband Podcast. Uh, This is the Freestyle Friday episode. It's just kind of an episode, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's an episode where uh, I kind of talk about what's been uh, on my mind this week, things that I've been thinking about, things that I've been just hit with, honestly, in my life. Uh, So I want to take this time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We are now up to uh, about 30 subscribers uh, to the podcast, Uh, anywhere between like 30 and 40. I think some people might be double listening, but uh, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot for you guys to do that. Uh, But if there's 30 people that are listening to what I'm saying, uh, that raises the stakes a little bit. Um, It's it's causing me to really think critically about what it is that I'm sharing uh, and talking about. So thank you guys so much again for your continued support uh, and following what we're doing here. I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. uh, And I want to tell you guys a story that happened this week. Uh, Me and my dad. Actually, let me back up. I had been getting all these likes and engagement through uh, our Instagram page and through uh, just this uh, podcast in general and reviews and and I guess I kind of started to get feeling myself, you know, I, I you know I it, I felt like I was doing a good job and everything was kind of going my way. Things were moving and progressing, and I get to this point in my job where something happened that didn't go my way, something unexpected that I didn't plan, and I felt like I was slighted in some way, and so I was frustrated, and I voiced that frustration with some of my friends at work, and uh, then I took it to my dad, and I'm going to have him on the show because my dad is just a vat. Uh, of wisdom. He's, he's like a sensei, you know, like a Mr. Miyagi type. (laughs) And I talked to him and in his wise and just gentle tone, he hits me with, son, that's not why you're there. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, the job isn't there to serve you. And and, And he said this in so many words, right? But the main point of what he was saying is that God has put you in this place and in this transition period for a reason. And you need to not be so frustrated about what's going on day to day and stay the course, stay with the mission. And I tell you guys that story because it it resonated with me in a way that a lot of other instances with my dad hadn't before. And that was the blessing of having somebody that is giving you wise advice. Guys, I'm going to encourage you right now, get you a friend older than yourself or someone that may be the same age, but just their mind is wise. I'm going to encourage you guys to do that. And I'll, and I'll touch on that a little bit more in the later episode, but how I got to that point where I needed that wise counsel to interject and kind of stop me from being so arrogant was I got excited about how well things were going. And this, and it happens in three stages, usually with me, I get excited about something and then I get 
expecting. I expect things to always go my way. I expect to continue this momentum of excitement as though the world kind of revolved around me. And then I get entitled after that as though not only am I expecting, I'm assuming that things are going to go this way because that's just the way that things are going to go. It's going to be this consistent upward trajectory where everything, you know, my wife is is doing everything that I, I, I wanted to do and the job is producing all the effects that I wanted to produce and uh, the podcast is blowing up and people are hitting me up, all this kind of stuff. And when I get to that level of entitlement, there's an attitude that comes with that. When things don't go through life, I'm sorry. When I go through life fully expecting things to go my way, I'm setting myself up to act foolishly or do things foolishly or think foolishly about life. Because the reality is, is that life isn't in my control. And I know it is like, I know that, but the the hardest part about it is... uh, Living like that, living like I'm not in control. Uh, And so I acted foolishly. I spoke foolishly and my attitude was foolish and I got corrected with wisdom. And so why wisdom? Why is this something that we really need to have? Much of life is out of our control, guys, just to put it to you. Uh, Other people are out of our control. Natural forces are out of our control. Society is out of our control. So much of our lives or what's inputted in our lives are things that we can't manipulate. And the reality is, is that wisdom, when it comes in and when it's given to us, it's going to teach us to cultivate And control the only thing that we can. And that's our minds and ourselves. And so when I read Proverbs 1 and 7, the verse that's... And and I'm reading that because that's, you know, kind of the pinnacle wisdom book in the Bible. There are other wisdom books, and we'll touch on that too. But that's the the entry-level wisdom book, okay? Excuse me, guys. Got a cold going on. But when you read Proverbs 1 and 7, that verse says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. And that's to say, when you realize that life is out of your control, and you accept that and embrace that, that's the fear of the Lord. And then it goes on to say again, fools despise wisdom and instruction. It's only fools that hate being told the way that things go. A fool would hate for you to say, hey, man, you just can't control everything. He's going to say, I'm going to figure out a way too. I'm going to manipulate people to get them to bend to the reality that I want, you know. And it's crazy. You're going to drive yourself crazy trying to make people or society or natural forces do what you want them to do. Uh, They're just not going to produce that outcome for you. And so the best thing for you to do is to get a heart and a mind of wisdom and seek out counsel that provides that for you. Um, honestly, most of us would love and myself included to do what we want and control the consequences therein. But the fact is, is that there is a way that life goes. And the best thing for you to do is to practice the way of wisdom 
to operate under life and reality's parameters so that you can kind of minimize the chaos in your mind and in your soul. So I'm not saying that way is a bed of roses by any means. Like if you get a heart of wisdom and you seek counsel, that life is just going to be easy peasy. But I'm saying it it will minimize the uh, the chaos that can go on. It, it, for for example, um, drinking and driving. Driving inherently has risks in it, and I know that. Everyone knows that. Uh, you know we're we're <laughs> we're driving these metal cans seventy miles an hour down an interstate. You know that are explosive in nature because they've got fuel inside of them, and they're you know even the engine itself is an exploding machine, and so we're driving these things seventy miles down the road, and so it's already risky. But when I throw in drinking, when I throw in inhibitors of any kind, I am increasing that risk, and I am maximizing the. The potential chaos that could occur. Chaos could occur any given day on the interstate or on the road. However, if I if my inhibitions are are in a place where, you know, I'm unconcerned, then I'm increasing the inevitable chaos that will happen in my life. So this is what I plan to do. Okay, this is uh, something that I've been thinking about, things that I've been thinking about to kind of put me in a position to gain more wisdom in my life. The first thing I'm going to do, guys, I'm going to get wise guys advice. I'm going to seek that friend or that mentor or that guy that's a little more seasoned than I am. I'm going to seek his counsel on some things. I'm not going to go to the guy that, you know, his wife and him are arguing consistently and he's on his eighth marriage for marriage advice. I'm going to go to the guy that's got 10, 20, 30, 40 plus years in marriage and whose, whose wife appreciates him and, and whose wife is, is still wanting to be involved with him. I'm going to go to that guy because if I want my marriage to be fruitful, if I want my marriage to be um, one that is producing an outcome of growing and maturing me as well as my wife, I need to go to somebody that's that's doing that or has done that before, right? Or and it may not necessarily be an older guy. And for me, it, 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 I I know guys that are again, Caven, one of our co-hosts, he is younger than me in age, but has been married longer. And understands some nuances that I just don't. So I'm going to seek his counsel on some things. And I'm going to examine that advice and see, all right, is the advice that he's giving me, is he living that out? Is he producing what he's talking about? Is he practicing what he's preaching? Is it going to produce long-term benefits or short-term fun? And that's how I'm going to gauge whether or not it's good counsel. Another thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to read wisdom books. Guys, in the Word of God, there are five whole books dedicated to you understanding reality and how it goes. You've got the entry-level Proverbs. 
right? And then you've got Psalms, which is kind of a, it's more song related and more about uh, evoking emotions and things like that. But then you've got Job and you've got Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon. Those books are a little bit more heavy hitting because they talk about some, some, some realities that are out of your control. Proverbs is all about kind of self-control and what you can do. Uh, Job and Ecclesiastes are about other things taking place that you can't control and your attitude towards them. And so I'm, I'm going to take time to read those, man, because I, I need to continue to revisit those because I just, I oftentimes forget that I am not supremely in control of life and the direction that it's going. And so I'm going to take some time and I'm going to read those. I think by reading these, I'm going to be able to get a grip on reality and then measure my counsel that I received from other people and see, you know, does it line up with what this book is saying? So and the third and final thing that I'm going to do, guys, is that I'm going to take time to think. I'm not going to rush into a decision. <laughs> you know, uh, I generally make a plan and and a million different ideas are given to me and executed in a day. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm texting people, I'm booking stuff, I'm scheduling, I'm ordering dinner, I'm ordering groceries. I'm, I make a million decisions a day, but I heard a quote from Denzel Washington one time in a speech that he was giving some graduate, uh, some graduating students. And he said, just because your generation is doing a lot more, doesn't mean that you're getting a lot more done. And that resonated with me, man, because he said, you guys are like running really, really fast in place, but you're not going anywhere. And I was, I was a little mad because I'm like, you know, people always talk about millennials and things like that. But when I sat and I thought about it, I was like, man, you know, I do run around and do a lot, but am I moving forward? Is anything moving forward? Are relationships with my friends getting deeper and more meaningful? Uh, am I getting deeper and more uh, producing more meaning in my life? I don't know. So I'm going to take some time, guys. I'm going to take some time and really think about what it is that I'm doing, what it is that I'm saying, and, and how it is that I'm behaving before acting. Because I want to be getting more done and not just doing a lot more. I want my life to be one of meaning and one of productivity and, and not productivity in a sense that I'm doing a whole lot and it's just staying afloat. I want things to have impact. I want things to have value in, in, in people's lives and in my life. So the reason that I give you guys points that I just want to kind of take this time to talk about it in a brief aside the reason that I give you guys points that I'm working on is because I want you to understand I am not qualified truly to give you advice. I don't understand all of life's realities. I'm learning this thing just as well as you are. I do know a little bit, but not a ton. And so I want this to be more along the lines of, hey, this is what I'm working on come join me in this because I think that it's going to be beneficial for us to do this thing together. Uh, as husbands, man, we were called to, 
um, sharpen each other. Iron sharpens iron. And that goes for me. So thanks, thank you guys again for listening to this episode. Uh, sorry for the uh, congestion. Hopefully I'll be better next week. Um, go ahead and follow us, guys, if you're not already doing that on Instagram, at beinghusbandpod. Uh, send us an email, too, to kind of join in on the conversation. Beinghusbandpodcast at gmail.com. We want this to be beneficial. We want this to be helpful to you guys. So continue to just be engaged and be involved with what we're doing uh, because we want to move this conversation forward and we want to showcase uh, men that are trying to be good husbands and that are just trying to figure this thing out. So thank you guys again so much for listening. Have a good Friday and have a wise weekend. Take care, guys.